Welcome fart knockers, ass goblins, dill holes, and butt munches from around the world. I am Dan, and you are listening to the Late Night Fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. With me, as always, is my awesome, lovely, talented co-host, the great Cornholio herself, Faith. Say hi, Faith. Hi, Faith. I'm the great Cornholio. You are the great Cornholio. I had no idea. You sure are, Faith. <laughs> If they don't know, what are we talking about today on TV Tuesday? Well, if they haven't gotten the hint, they're just crazy. But we are talking about Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead in Bungholio, Lord of the Harvest. (laughs) (laughs) You heard that right. Can I say it? I'm going to say it again just because I want to. Bungholio, Lord of the Harvest. Alternate working title, But a Ween. This is their Halloween episode. From 1995, I say we just go ahead and get into it. Let's do it. <laughs> I said get uh, and in. So Bungholio, Lord of the Harvest, first aired on October 31st, 1995 on the MTV network. This was at a time, Faith, when MTV, which stands for music television, allegedly, mm-hmm. would still air music videos. I believe the M now stands for miscellaneous. I could be wrong, Faith. Please check me on that. Seems about right. MTV is the place you go to when you need your 16 and pregnant fix, isn't that? Isn't that? <laughs> do they even show music videos on there anymore? I don't think so. And if they do, I mean, isn't it amazing I don't think how it's much? Something I listen to. Isn't it amazing how times have changed? I know they still have the VMA awards, and they give awards for music videos, which I think is so ironic because I cannot remember the last time I saw a video on MTV. I remember years ago. They used to have like a um like I'd be getting ready for school. I think it'd be like a top twenty countdown. I think that was like when I was in right. elementary. Right. That it's it's time. it's been forever. It's like right around you know I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> Times have changed. I'm getting old. Let's see. So Beavis and Butthead are the brainchild of Mike Judge. The world faith is a better place having Mike Judge yes. in it. Mike Judge was born October seventeenth, nineteen sixty two, in Ecuador to Margaret and William Judge. Mike's mother was a librarian, and his father was an archaeologist. You know, we've talked about an archaeologist on the show before, haven't we? We sure have. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Available wherever podcasts are found. That was a shameless plug. Do you feel shameless? I said plug. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mike grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where he spent some of his time working on a chicken farm. (laughs) All right. Do you think he choked his chicken? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 1985, he graduated from UC San Diego, go Tritons, uh, with a degree in physics. Just three months into his tenure with Parallax Graphics, he left the corporate gig to play bass in Anson Funderburg's band. He can be heard on the Anson Funderburg and the Rockets release, Rack Em Up, and I highly recommend it. I myself am a bass player. I have been playing bass for almost 30 years, and I can tell you something. I heard Mike play bass on this album recently, and he is really, really good. I'm going to have to hear him. He's a very good bass player, and I don't. And Faith knows me. I don't say that lightly. No. He's know. a wonderfully good bass player. Uh, so it was during this time that he got interested in animation. His first series of shorts, the Milton series became the basis for his 1999 film office space. And then in 1992, all hell broke loose when he created Beavis and Budhead in the short frog baseball aired on MTV's liquid television, which was an animation showcase. The boys got their own series on the network and the rest, as they say is history. <laughs> So before we get into the series, 
let's talk a little bit about Mike Judge. He's done a lot of other work outside of Beavis and Butthead and has long ago proven that he is not a one-hit wonder, nor is he a one-trick pony. Faith, you and I both really love King of the Hill. I'm mm-hmm. a huge fan of his 1999 film, Office Space. I have lived out that movie for real. <laughs> Pretty funny. I was working a corporate gig at the time. I was 20 and I was in college and my job was a lot like uh, Ron Livingston's was in that movie. And my best friend, one of my very best friends, she was working at TGI Fridays. We didn't laugh too much the first time we saw this movie. (laughs) It was a little too close to home. And it seems that every day we seem to be getting a little closer and closer to the world depicted in his film Idiocracy. What do you think of Mike Judge and of his brand of humor? I love him. I mean, I don't think that a lot of people like that type of humor, I guess. He's one of those guys, like, you either get it or you you don't don't get it. And the people who get it, not only do they get it, they love it. They, you know, it's, it's wonderful. And there's a silly element to some of the things he does. And a good friend of mine once told me that silly, if it's done right, will always be funny. Mm -hmm. So look at Steve Martin. He's been doing this for 50 years, you know, and he's very, he's king of the silly, you know, (laughs) and uh, silly done well is always going to be funny, but there's, it's not just silly. I think there's an element of satire to a lot of things that he does that people overlook. And I think Mm -hmm. people who don't, get it or just you know oh, that's stupid you know dismiss it a lot of people, lot of people have actually i mean they turn their nose up to it for some reason you know and it's like right it like it's juvenile yeah, and it's, it is it is but it's so and funny. that's why i love it yeah <laughs> right? but I, I do think you know it's it's not just these two guys sitting on a couch and laughing and right. being ridiculous although that's what the show essentially is <laughs> but it is a commentary you know commentary on the culture so i mean there is a lot of insight here but it's just so damn funny, know. you know. So uh, let's see. Wikipedia describes Beavis and Butthead as two socially incompetent, heavy metal-loving teenage wannabe delinquents who have no adult supervision, are dim-witted, sex-obsessed, uneducated, barely literate, and lack any empathy or moral scruples. What do you think, Faith? Is that a fair description? I would. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Very fair. I would also like to throw in that they never, ever score. (laughs) They never, ever seen the score. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So this show started right as I was going into the eighth grade or, or was in the eighth grade. So, but my eighth grade was part of a high school. So I was in high school when this started, it ended right when I graduated high school. So this was high school for me was be with some butthead. I was a perfect age for it. Um, how did you get into these characters? Because you are younger than me. You know, I have about 15 years on you. How did you get into these guys? Because they've been around for your entire life. Yeah. How did you get exposed to them? Oddly enough, it's, <laughs> it sounds so strange. I said exposed. <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's going to steal the show, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I... Uh, I remember having like little sleepovers with my grandma, the one who introduced me to Fred mm-hmm. Krueger. And um, I guess we would be watching stuff and our program would go off. And I mean, we had a full on sleepover, like air mattress and all. And Beavis and Butthead, Butthead would come on late at night. It was a it was a 10 o'clock show on yeah. MTV, I think is what it was and at the time. Yeah, we'd, I'd watch it. I don't Maybe she didn't know maybe the whole, you know, gist of who they were, but... <laughs> I'd watch it, and I loved it ever I, since. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, as I said, you know, I was I was in high school when it started, and this was I was 
thinking about that time in my life and watching this show and, and putting it all in the proper historical context for me. And we used to, because I was in the marching band in high school, and we would finish up and go to my friend's house, and we would watch Be With Some Butthead. That's what we would do. And that was from freshman year all the way through. We would go and watch Be With Some Butthead. And it was a wonderful time, too, because I was talking about MTV used to play music. And the 90s really were the last stand for a lot of things, because we had so much great music in the 90s Mm -hmm. and so much variety of music and films and people you know, showing up on the scene and... I feel like we don't have that anymore. And I can make the point here. um, The guys that I was friends with, we were all in the jazz band. So we were heavy into jazz music. We were heavy into R&B and soul music. But we would, you know, on Friday nights, we would stay up and watch Headbangers Ball in 120 minutes on TV and get exposed to all of this great music, you know, great music and so much different music, Mm -hmm. which was so cool. And so so when I think about Buis and Butthead, I go back to that time when when we got exposed to it. and. It was amazing being around for this because it it just went. It lit like a fire and it stayed burning for the entire time. It's not like it fell off. It was right. he just was like, I gotta do different things other than <laughs> other than this. But it uh it was a wonderful time in the nineties and and I have very warm feelings about that. And I feel like we've lost a lot of that that so. feel, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't want to sound like the old fuddy-duddy. But, you know, we didn't have the cell phones. You know, we weren't, you know, jacked into the net all the time. I thought jacked. (laughs) But uh, let's see. Next question. Just like Nicolas Cage, there seems to be no middle ground on Beavis and Butthead. You either love them or you hate them. Faith, we love them here on the Late Night Fright. Yes. What do you love about them so much? And do you judge people who do not like them? I would like to go first and say, yes, I absolutely do judge people who do do not like them. Yeah, I do too. I, I I mean, I don't know. They're stupid. They're crude. They're immature. But I mean, that's what's great about them, right? <laughs> that is exactly what's great about them. I think we all have that side to us, mm-hmm. the the absolutely ridiculous side. And I think to not acknowledge that side, that's the little perverted teenage boy. Everybody has a little perverted teenager inside of them, you know, that had... <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say something else, and I thought it was going to be so weird. I thought you were going to say everybody has a perverted teenage boy inside of them, and I was just like, whoa. That's what was in my head, at least. You thought head. <laughs> I I just, I adore them. And my grandmother, who passed away a few years ago, she would have been pushing 70 when this premiered. She laughed at them, too. <laughs> Hattie would sit there and watch this and laugh. She did not seek it out. She watched it because I was watching it. You know, I had <laughs> right. it on, but she, oh, she would laugh. Um, we're almost 30 years from their debut, if you can believe that. Do you think they've entered the timeless territory? Do you think they've, oh, yeah. they've I, I think, think so, they have. Yeah. Because, you know, they did the uh, the revival a few years ago and it was still funny. <laughs> like it was, it was still just the same thing, you know? Uh, so Here's my theory on them and why they're funny. I don't know how many people out there are going to get this, but this is my theory. Mike Judge is a bass player, as we said, and I'm a bass player. My uncle is also a bass player. He taught me how to play, and he and I used to watch this together when I was growing up. And we would sit there, and we would just laugh our asses off, and we still quote it to this day. I mean, (laughs) to this day, there's an episode where they're watching the uh, YouTube video for the song One, and they had one in different languages popping up on the screen, and one of them was Uni. And I mean, my uncle will still look at me sometimes and go, Uni, <laughs> you know. And uh, I love it. and most of the bass players I know are kind of 
funny, quirky, introverted guys. Faith, you know one bass player pretty well. Would you say that that's kind of who we are? These, yes. these kind of funny, introverted, quirky guys. A lot of us also have no sense of direction. So um, you've also been around musicians, and this show seems to have that musician sense of humor. The mm-hmm. way that he sees the world is how musicians act. And, and I mean real musicians, working musicians. We just seem to... Every guy that I know just has that different kind of worldview. And case in point, I played a show last night with some older guys. I'm the I'm 40 years old. I was the youngest guy in this band. The oldest is 65. I'm the youngest at 40. And something came up about Beavis and Butthead at the end of the night. And it was 20 minutes of us talking about Beavis and Butthead and laughing. You know, this whole other generation. <laughs> so, um do you think it's it's a musician's sense of humor? Does it seem to have a bass player thing I, to I can, you? I can see that for sure. I, I really can. <laughs> I'm surprised no one has written anything about that because I, I guess maybe being a bass player myself, I noticed it and I went, "That's exactly that's exactly what this is. This is because I was clued into it immediately." <laughs> well, maybe you should write something. You and, know, and still am. I don't. This is genius. There's nowhere to go from here. There's nowhere to go from. I mean, I was you said all these these group of people were talking about Beavis and Butthead. I mean, they're obviously not talking about anything now. You know, that's right. There's right. nothing like that. I would love for him to do another uh, series of this as I he know. did a few years ago. I still think it's relevant. I think it's more relevant today with with the way people act. That and I think the jokes and their humor and just the way they are never goes out of style. So it's just it never goes out of style when you have a guy say. Uh, you said style. Uh, <laughs> and it's just the most moronic thing you've ever seen, you know. And everybody knows these guys. That's the thing. Do you know do you know these guys in real life? Or did you at one point? Because I I did. Yes. I did. Yes. I did. Well, let's talk about the episode we're here to talk about. Uh Corn uh Bung Holio, Lord of the <laughs> Harvest. This episode finds our intrepid heroes going trick-or-treating after they keep getting disturbed while trying to watch a horror movie. <laughs> And I do want to add that they told the girl on the TV to take off her top while they were watching the movie. Yep. Uh, realizing that they can get candy, they get off the couch and into the neighborhood. Faith, please tell our listeners what each character dresses up as. Well, Beavis, to no surprise, is a, a nad. He puts a pair of Com- underwear. No, well, complete, yeah, with a pair of tidy whities on his head. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and uh, Butthead decides to pour hot cheese and he is nachos. He even says so. <laughs> you want to go for it, butthead? Uh, 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 I'm not just. <laughs> hey, baby. That's exactly what me and you should be for Halloween. A nad and nachos. And nachos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. I think we should. We've, we found our costumes. We did. So we have appearances here from several of the supporting players on the show. Mr. Van Driesen, the hippie teacher, Tom Anderson, Stuart, Todd Ianuzzi, their man crush. Uh, did you have a favorite of the supporting cast? And not just in this episode, just in general. Did you have a I favorite? I always have a soft spot for Mr. Anderson. Boy, I tell you what, you two boys have been whacking off in my shit. I love Mr. Anderson. I guess he just it reminds me of Hank Hill so much, you know, and I just have a soft spot for him and... I don't know. He's just so funny. He reminds me of a guy that used to live in my neighborhood. Oh, God. <laughs> so, oh, this guy was, was a piece of work. Yeah. Something would always happen. He'd go out. He'd be walking. And, like, I remember one time, like, bees attacked him, you know, which is not funny. But, oh, I tell you what, them goddamn bees. You know? <laughs> 
Yeah, he was he was really funny. Uh, so yeah, I have a soft spot for Mr. Anderson, but I really do like Mr. Van Dreesen, the hippie teacher. There's something just so milk toast about that guy. <laughs> Mike Judge says he was based on a real guy when he was playing music. There was a rock journalist asked, uh, probably uh, Anson Funderburk something like, and in your experience seeing other cultures and bringing your culture to other cultures, do you think that your culture was received and you received their cultures and now you bring their culture to other places? <laughs> he said it was like one of those moments where it was like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So, in this episode, it's, and I'm just going to go ahead and say this right now, there's not a lot plot-wise happening here. <laughs> um, Beavis gets hopped up on sugar at Mr. Anderson's house, and Faith, we all know what happens mm-hmm. when he gets hopped up on sugar. He turns into the great Cornholio we all love. The great Cornholio, he puts his shirt over his head, speaks with a sort of Mexican accent, would you say? Is it is it is it Mexican? Is it... <laughs> What is it? Because it's a little different from his normal Beavis. Yeah, I mean, Guatemalan. You know, he 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 said Guatemala one in one of the episodes, but he puts the uh, shirt up over his head. He looks for TP for his bunghole and Faith. What are your thoughts on the Great Cornholio? <laughs> oh my God, I love it. It never fails to make me laugh. <laughs> That's my favorite thing that they did on this show was the Great Cornholio. I will never forget the first night that they. Uh, I think the episode is actually called the Great Cornholio, where they did it and. Oh, oh, it was 10 o'clock at night, and I was laughing so hard I woke up the house. I was 14, 15 years old. I was laughing so hard. Go to bed. <laughs> you know, it's like, but it's, it's it, you, you can't even begin to describe this, how, no. how wonderful, how wonderful this is. But uh, do you ever feel like the great Cornholio? Yes. Do you? I do. <laughs> I do indeed. Yes. So uh, there is a little bit of a horror element to this. Uh, Butthead may or may not turn into a zombie. A zombie farmer uh, kidnaps Beavis and puts him up on a hook a la the Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre. So it's kind of scary, you know. Um, really, it's an excuse for us to talk about Beavis and Butthead. It has, it has Halloween episode, uh, episodes, elements, and they do dress in costume. So, they go trick-or-treating. I mean, that's all Halloween. They know? go trick-or-treating, yes. That is that is within the <laughs> realm of our horror horror theme here. They have yes. costumes and everything. <laughs> now, my question is, would would you be the Nad or Nachos, Faith? I want to be the... Um, I don't know. I'll be the Nachos. I'll be the Nad. <laughs> so, did you have any favorite moments here? I did. I Please. had a few of them. Um, I like when the kids come to the door and say trick or treat. <laughs> <laughs> and he just takes their candy and says it's free samples. The uh, the look that Beavis. No, not that's oh, that's my next one. Oh, I'm talking about next the one? first one where Butthead opens the door. <laughs> he takes their candy and he's and I think Beavis is like, what is that? And he's like, oh, it's just free samples. That's right. Yeah, and the guy comes up. Hey, are you taking my kids' candy? I'm gonna yeah, kick your ass. Steps on them. But yeah, no, the Beavis face at Mr. Anderson's house. <laughs> So the kids come to the door. Beavis is hopped up on sugar. He's he's clutching the bowl for dear life. <laughs> Won't even let Butthead have any. The, the pretty cute little girl says, trick or treat. And he just <laughs> turns to the camera and makes this sound <laughs> that is just unholy. And the look on his face. And by the way, that is the art for this episode. That is what we have up on the Instagram is the, is the Beavis face. So... <laughs> That was that was my absolute favorite moment. I ran it back about five or six times because I was laughing so hard. 
And I was watching this while I was at work, and, I, and my job affords me the opportunity to do things like that. And uh, I know that somebody probably heard me and thought something was wrong with me when I was. I mean, I was just laughing so hard. And and uh, oh, my other favorite moment um, is a uh, trick or treat, son of a bitch. <laughs> trick or treat, son of a bitch. <laughs> I like what Beavis said. He got all dressed up as a nad. <laughs> And no one's giving him candy. Like he did so much effort <laughs> to get dressed up. Beavis and Butthead oh are amazing. God. I, I just I don't trust anyone who doesn't like oh, them. No. Do you have any other favorite moments, Faith? Besides all of them? Yeah, I know all of them. This, that's a good this answer. This is this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maze. <laughs> like when somebody says Halloween, they're just like Ween. <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> Ween. No, Ween. It's, it's like it's so stupid. Ween. But it's so funny. <laughs> it's stupid, but so funny. So here's the question I know that's on the mind of everyone out there listening, Faith. Are you a Beavis or are you a butthead? I've always thought I was butthead more. You know, I uh, I, I have moments where I, I go between them. I would like to think I'm Beavis just because I'm a little sweeter, I think, than Butthead. But I have moments where I'm a Butthead. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a personality quiz, and we're going to determine who we are. We're going to determine if we are Beavis or Butthead. What do you think about that? I can't wait to find out. Uh, I thought I had. <laughs> we are going to take a very short break because... We definitely need more coffee, don't we, Faith? I think we do. I think we do. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we will see you on the other side. This is Bobby, host of Afterglow, the show that comes on after the late night fright. If you are getting it on thinking about getting it on, or perhaps have just gotten it on, then Afterglow is the show for you. Join me as I play the best classic soul and R&B slow jams. My show is responsible for having made more babies than any show in the history of shows. Fact. My show is also responsible for having played the 1972 Tower Power classic, Still a Young Man, more than any show in the history of shows. Fact. Come get it on with me. Bobby, every Friday night after the late night fright. Afterglow. Love that, Bobby. Yeah, I know. WKMF cannot verify the validity of any claims made by Bobby, but we do urge you to listen to his show. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright here on WKMF Cozy Corner of Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we have been talking about Beavis and Butthead in Bungholio, Lord of the Harvest, a.k.a. Buttoween. <laughs> There's enough Halloween material in this episode to merit us talking about it on a horror podcast, but we really just wanted to talk about Beavis and Butthead. Pretty much. Before we went to break, we brought up the question, are we a Beavis or are we a Butthead? And I am genuinely very curious about this right now, Faith. So we have BuzzFeed up, and we are going to take the quiz. The first question is, pick an emoji. They have the poop emoji, the a little boy and girl in love with a heart. They have fire, or I should say fire, <laughs> and a bomb. 
Faith, what are you picking? I'm picking fire. I'm going with the poop. I knew you would. Go on with the poop. Uh, the next question. What do you want to eat? The answers, the choices, I should say, are nachos, chocolate chip cookies, Fruit Loops, and chili cheese dogs. Faith, I am going with nachos. nachos. <laughs> not even a, I mean, you put nachos in front of me. I'm, I'm going for the nachos. Pick a band's t-shirt. The four bands we have to choose from are Metallica, Bon Jovi, ACDC, and Led Zeppelin. What have you got, Faith? Hmm. I don't know. I might pick Led Zeppelin. I'm going with Metallica. I like I like old Metallica. Choose a Nick Tunes character. Let's see. Is that Dee Dee? Who is that? That's um. I can't think of her name. She's from Hey Arnold. What's her name? Hey um, Arnold. The Unibrow. Unibrow. What's her name? Olga. Olga. We have uh, Stimpy. We have Cat uh, from Cat and Dog, and Chucky from The Rugrats. Um, I'm going to choose cat from cat dog. I'm going with Stimpy. Going with Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy. Which word best describes you? Childlike, assertive, passive, or horny? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, um, I have no idea. Let's go with, uh, let's say I'm assertive. (laughs) I'm going to go with passive. Pick some words to live by. We have some choices here. I need TP for my bunghole. Work sucks. Let's go break something. If you love something and you set it free and it doesn't come back, you're a dumbass. (laughs) Progress is cool. Close only counts in horseshoes and like lemonade. (laughs) And I am the great cornholio. I'm going with close only counts in horseshoes and like lemonade. I'm going for the TP for my bunghole. And who did you get, Faith? I got Butthead. I got Beavis. <laughs> Let's see. I'm basically a man-child who enjoys a good bathroom joke. True. Despite being the one that gets taken advantage of, you remain loyal to your friends and are always glad to tag along on new adventures. Try standing up for yourself one of these days. After all, you are the great Cornholio. And funny enough, there is a picture of him dressed as a nad from our episode, putting his shirt up over his head. Mine says, you're a natural leader with a strong personality. Sometimes you overdo it, though, and become a bit of a bully. Oh, harsh. Regardless, your friends are loyal to you. Try spending less time looking to score and more time appreciating the people around you. My picture is Butthead on the TV saying, hey, baby, my name is Butthead, and I'm like a pleasure machine. (laughs) Hey, baby. My name is like Butthead, and I'm like a pleasure machine. (laughs) It's the video dating episode. I love that one. I absolutely love that episode. Yeah, this has been fun. <laughs> this has been fun. Well, there you have it. Bungholio, lard, lord, lard, 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 <laughs> lord of the harvest. It is available digitally on Vudu and Amazon. I believe you have to purchase purchase it, but uh, it's well worth a dollar ninety nine because you get a lot of other fun stuff with this purchase. <laughs> They're just so funny. They're too funny. I know. It's too funny. <laughs> Faith, before we go, let's hear your best butthead laugh. <gasps> I can't do it very good. Can you do Beavis? Not really. I've never really tried. Oh, yeah. Not really. <laughs> what about Mr. Anderson? Can you give me a Mr. Anderson? No, because it sounds too much like Hank Hill, and I butcher Hank Hill. Okay, okay. Butcher it. I'd also like to add, it. I really like uh, Principal McVicker. <laughs> Principal McVicker. Oh, you two bastards. I, I love that. I, I love the whole thing. 
<laughs> we just love them all, don't we? I love them all. I really all do. Daria, Stuart, all of them. <laughs> Stuart's mom. Stuart's mom is fun, you know. <laughs> Oh dear, we could stand here. We could sit here all night and talk about Beavis and Butthead, but we are going to go. So, TV Tuesday, all of our TV Tuesday episodes are available wherever podcasts are be found. Be sure to check out our Cage Match Mondays. That is winding down. So, go ahead and check out all of those episodes, also available wherever podcasts are found. And as always, our Wednesday show is the Late Night Fright proper, and that is where Faith we talk about horror movies, don't we? We sure do. Sure do. All those episodes episodes also available wherever podcasts are found i have beavis on the brain right now and i want some nachos faith let's go get some nachos yeah really we're gonna go get some nachos i am dan and i am and we will see you on the other side wait see i got beavis i got beavis on my brain let's try this again let's try this again i am dan and i am faith and we want you to keep your monster on a leash did I do it wrong again? I don't know. <laughs> All right, here we go. One more, one more. I am Beavis. And I am Butthead. And we want you to keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, on a leash. leash. <laughs> we'll see you on the other thought. <laughs> I said thought. I am Dan. And I am Faith. And we want to let you know that we are on the World Wide Web. That's the interwebs, isn't it, Faith? That's what I like to call it, the interweb. www.latenightfright.com. And we are also on the gram. We are. You can check us out at the Late Night Fright Podcast. Or you can also follow my personal page, I'm a Normal Alien. You're not exactly normal, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Check out the website. You can subscribe to our mailing list. And if you like the show, please give us a review and subscribe and all that good stuff. You know us. We're available wherever podcasts can be found. You got that right. We'll see you on the other side.